Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. You are listening to Molly on a Trip, music around Paris on Paris Underground Radio. Salut! You have reached Molly on a Trip, music around Paris. My name is Molly, and I'm a former music executive, and I moved to Paris in 2022 for an adult gap year, kind of a post-COVID YOLO vibe. In the podcast, I'll be talking to musicians, songwriters, producers, and executives, both traveling and natives, about what they like to do here. I was interested in where they like to play shows, where they hang out, what kind of art they like to check out, where their favorite neighborhoods are, and my personal favorite is finding out where they like to eat and drink. Hope you enjoy. Rachel Jacobson is the head of SYNC for Because Music in the United States, and you don't know about Because Music, they're one of the biggest, coolest, seminal French record companies. And uh, Rachel is an American friend of mine, and she comes to France often, and she works with a French company, and she works with French artists. So I thought her perspective on Paris would be really interesting. We had a great chat, got to hear about a festival that she works on that Because throws called We Love Green, which, to be clear, is not a weed festival. It is an environmentally friendly festival held in, outside Paris. And she also gets to tell us a little bit about the lesbian scene, which is fun to hear about in Paris and where she likes to go out. So enjoy Rachel Jacobson. Hello, Rachel Jacobson. Hi. Well, thanks for coming to chat with the Music Around Paris podcast. I'm excited to be here. I actually wanted to start with something that I know you can answer, which is, can you describe your job and not necessarily a company, just like what does a Rachel Jacobson do day-to-day for work as a music executive? Yeah. Well, so I work for a record label and publishing company and I am the head of Sync in the United States. So I try and get all our songs into movies, ad shows. I'm pitching to music supervisors, directors, producers, And then I also have to negotiate the best fee possible for those types of uses. And and anything that comes in, just clearing it and getting it approved to license. Sounds like a really fun job. Yeah, I love it. I'm basically, I I don't like to call myself a salesperson, but basically I'm in sales. I, I sell music, so. For such a good cause. Yeah. I mean, I love movies and shows. It adds to the career. Yeah. Amazing. So, and what company do you work for and how long have you been working there? Uh, I work for Because Music, which is a Paris-based label and publishing company. We also have offices in London and then we have a small office in Los Angeles where I'm based. I have been at Because for about five years, but I've worked with them as a U.S. partner in some capacity for about like 10 years. So. I've kind of followed the roster around and then in the last five years have been actually working for Because directly. And what are some of the artists that you work with at Because? It's very French, as you can imagine, but it's uh, 
Justice and Charlotte Gainsbourg and Sebastian, Christine and the Queens, Metronomy. We do all of that banger. So that includes Justice and Sebastian, Breakbot, Shy Girl. Yeah, it's a, a lot of really cool, cool stuff. So Rachel lives in Los Angeles. That's how I know her. How do you end up working for a French company? And then how do you end up deciding to work for a French company? So you said that you had connective tissue to them. And then at some point you decide to become the office in, in LA. So what, what was that genesis? So I was working at a company called Songs Music Publishing and Songs, aptly named, <laughs> was a, we sub-published because in the States. And one of my colleagues who did A&R really wanted to move from the Paris office to LA just to live in LA ultimately. So he rented space out of our office and we just became close and he would pull me into all his meetings with all the songwriters and artists that were coming through from Paris and London. And then in 2017, Songs was sold to another company. So that kind of left because in a state of like, well, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And my colleague was like, we should start U.S. proper and like have an office here and obviously use U.S. partners because we don't have the same capacity that we do in the Paris and London offices because they're much larger. But just being on the ground as because and um, we have a beautiful house in Los Feliz where we can host our writers and artists. There's three bedrooms. I basically, my other job is being a hotel concierge <laughs> for all of our artists that come through. And there's like a little studio and writer room and stuff. So it was just the, the goal was to make because on the map a little bit more in the States. I think if you're in Europe, a lot of people know because by name, similar to like a sub pop or a domino or a beggars, there's like a branding behind the label. But we didn't have that in the States. A lot of people recognize the artist, but they wouldn't recognize oh that it's everyone's signed a because in some capacity. So yeah, that's how I got in working for a French company. I was the first American they've ever hired. So I felt very honored. You are the queen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, you know, I've learned a lot working for Europeans. It's There's some big cultural differences, some different workflow. Just the, the time zone alone is a really difficult thing to work with just especially because a lot of what I do is so timely. It's like, I need this approved by tomorrow morning so it can be in this movie or show or whatever. So yeah, that's how I ended up at Because. I'm curious how working with a French company and actually not not necessarily work life, although this could be part of the answer. How has working with a French company affected your life, like your lifestyle, the way that you interact with the world around you? Because I feel like the way I feel about food and travel and personal time and weekends and money and definitions of success. And I don't know, it's just, it is different here. And uh, yeah, I'm just curious what of that you found actually has permeated your existence in Los Angeles, if any. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I like to think I was always a chill person, but I definitely, I've had to take on a little bit of the I think in I you know I've always worked for Americans and it's very like this is the mo I need this instrumental now and you're like whoa okay like it's midnight I just like what do you want from me and I do think that not 
I think France got a bad reputation that isn't totally true. Like they're down to work, they're down to get the uses, they're down to approve things. But it's just like, be realistic for a timeline. Like not everything is urgent. It's like the boy who cried wolf. If everything's urgent, then like nothing's actually urgent. And I think I had to, I was so used to just being able to like rapid fire things off and like just be really, really quick. And I had to slow myself down and be like, you know what? Like I'm trying my best to get this asset to someone. They know it's coming from France. It's four in the morning there. Am I getting that song? No. Like everyone just relax. <laughs> and, it, I, and I think that has definitely been, and at times I've been incredibly frustrated by that. And because we're the smaller office, I don't have as much like support and just people to ask things of. And so I had to just be like, I can only, you know, do so much, but there is a much higher, I've found quality of life. And just, you know, my boss, the owner of the company is incredibly driven and he like never sleeps and he'll respond to any email at four in the morning, but he doesn't enforce that on all of us i do think that there's like a we're in this like for fun like of course i love that i'm getting paid to do this because <laughs> it is very <laughs> fun but it's like it should be fun we're working in music and movies and shows and there's important things to that and it's important to be kind of stewards of people's art but it also you know, we're not curing cancer and that instrumental or stems you may need can wait until like a normal hour of the day. And so I think I've taken kind of just relaxing a bit and being like, and, and I used to just like, you respond to the email so quick. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm like at a meeting, like, I don't need to be on my phone while I'm in a meeting answering things. Of course, sometimes that is happening, but like generally it's just being a little more present and just like, we're all we're all going to be okay at the end of it. <laughs> well, and I think also like you have a sick roster and if someone wants something from your sick roster, like they can wait six hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and what I was saying kind of about the bad rap that France got is like, everyone's always like, they'll send an email like, well, I know they're French and I'm like, we're going to respond. We're going to get you the answer, you know? So I think that a lot of people have this preconceived notion of, of doing business with France. That's just not, not accurate. You know, I think just being nine hours ahead, even doing this, you know, it's late at night for you. And for me, it's just like, my day is only like halfway through, you know? So yeah, they're just some of that stuff where I work on about five time zones. Cause I do all media for the whole U S. So it's like first it comes Paris, then it comes London, then it comes New York, then it becomes Chicago, and then it becomes LA, where most of my clients are. So it is, I think, because I have to kind of be on for so many hours throughout the day, I'm not letting it be super intense for all of those hours. I'm like, you can relax over there. Cause like I'm, you know, I'm on meetings at 8 a.m., and then it goes all the way until like 6 p.m. And then there's dinners and there's shows and there, you know, I, as you know, music is all encompassing. And, and again, it's fun. It's like, I want to go out with my friends to shows and drink and have good food. Those are all perks. But when you have to like check your own life and not let it become all consuming of like your identity, I don't want to just be someone who works in the music industry, you know? Yeah. Which I think can be hard to escape. Yeah. Well, I will say culturally, 
going out to have drinks and food is super important here. So there's ever a company to understand. And going to the shows and, you know, kissing those film and TV babies. You got to shake their hands. You got to kiss all the babies. Yeah. So France, how often do you get out here? When did you start? Did you start coming here like way before you started working for Because or has that changed things? You know, I'd only been to France when I was in college I took like I didn't have time to do a full uh semester abroad so my college had this thing where you could like basically do it in January you could have like an abroad for just this month before your regular semester started so I went to France and I loved it it's so funny I like can't even like really remember it much other than just like being my first time in Europe and just being like, whoa, this is like amazing here. I had never gone out as a kid or anything. So I hadn't gone back officially until I started working for Because Again. You know, I had some long layovers where you'd go out for like a minute, but not really like spending time in the city. So when I first signed on to join Because, within like the first month or two, I was in France. And I was like, again, this is the perk. I'm like, send me to France. Like, <laughs> I'm like they're like, do you need to go? I'm like, yeah, I need to be there. This is very important. Yes, send me. Yeah, I, I think it's good to have FaceTime. You know, oddly enough, COVID actually gave me more FaceTime with my colleagues than ever before on Zoom, because I would go maybe twice a year. Maybe one or two of them came over to the States, but not very frequent. There wasn't really a need for them to come over. So I think it's good to like be around them. I, I feel like almost a stranger sometimes when I go because they're so, you know, in, in the Paris office, there's like maybe like 90 people between the label and the publishing and the touring stuff. It's funny to be like, I don't speak any, fr- I can do the pleasantries, you know, but I don't really speak French. And so I see all of the different, there's layers of language barrier they all speak some English. I feel like a schmuck for being like, hey, guys, <laughs> like I don't speak any French, really. So going in can be kind of like overwhelming, too. There's so many people. And I'm like, I don't really like deal with you guys that much. What I do doesn't really need as much time with the Paris and London offices as, say, like some my colleagues who are in marketing. You know, they are all day long talking to the Paris and London office. And I'm like, I need the music. I need help if I can't find an approval party, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and, and we check in with each other. But so yeah, about twice a year. If you enjoyed this podcast, you should check out our sister podcast on the network called Storytime in Paris, where authors of books inspired by Paris answer questions and read from their books. You can enjoy it on all the podcasting platforms. We'll be right back with Molly on a trip, music around Paris after a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now back to Molly on a trip. Music around Paris. We have a music festival in June, which you've been to. We love green. Yes, I would love to hear about, because I want to hear about your live music experience in Paris. And that includes this festival. So yeah, tell me about the festival. Yeah, so we have this festival. It's always the first weekend of June. And it's in this park that I would equate to like, kind of like a Griffith part, if you wanted to make a LA reference. and. It's just a huge festival. It's not just because artists. Obviously, we try and plug in whoever the priorities are at the moment. But it's really fun because it it's kind of like Because Music Field Day. You know, you see all everyone who works for Because is there. And so that's really fun to get to experience them in that setting. When I go to France, it's crazy how many shows. Like every night I could pick from different shows. There's There's a lot more artists that we work in France. Obviously, we have a very Eurocentric roster. So there's tons of stuff going on. Whereas in the US, it's some of the bigger artists that are really coming through to play shows versus like, there's just so many more people. I've had to like pick between bands to go to certain nights in Paris before. So what are some of your favorite venues or shows you've seen like anything like sort of memorable that jumps out to you as in like highlight places or highlight shows? You know, I'm very partial to Christine and the Queens. I, I love him and, and getting to see him kind of in all these different stages in Paris has been really cool because actually we own La Cigale. So like a lot of our shows end up going through that venue and I've seen some really fun shows there. I like that venue. Yeah, really, really cool. I, you know, Christine is amazing. Our band Parcels, they play a lot. And I just, they are such amazing live musicians that getting to see them in Paris where there's such a huge response for them and, and London as well. Have you gotten out to see uh, to see Breakbot DJ? You know, I've only seen Breakbot DJ in the States, but seen it a lot. Funny. Yeah, yeah. I know it is kind of funny that it's like, what is nice is everyone is very enamored with Los Angeles, just like we're enamored with Paris. <laughs> I think that exchange is there. And so, you know, we had Breakbot one summer for like six or seven weeks at staying at the house. And he was actually working on um, a remix of a Lizzo song. And I was like, if I have to hear this one more time, <laughs> just like <laughs> micro editing this remix in our office. And I was like, <sighs> but it ended up being an amazing remix and, and getting that time with our artists is invaluable for sure. Like getting to know them as people and and it just makes you a better label and publisher if you if you know who you're working with. And so yeah, having time where they're staying in the house and, and working there and we're there, it's been a really nice thing to have and, and something I haven't experienced to this capacity before. Rachel was in Paris last year and took me and my husband out with Breakbot. Yeah. We like closed it down. We like we close it down. We went to. She ended up taking me to this like at a hotel. There's a back room with a secret vinyl bar, and we just like had this like awesome night outside of music stuff. If you're just going to have drinks with your girlfriend or me, where do you like to go have drinks? Where do you like to like just hang? Like, what's what's the vibe? Well, I know that I'm like a creature of habit, but like I just love 
Grand Amour, the hotel that I always stay in, I just like, it feels like the perfect mixture of there's actually people who are from Paris going there. You're not just hearing Americans in the lobby restaurant and outside. And it like gets pretty rowdy on certain nights just out on the patio. And they have orange wine, which you know is my <laughs> my love. Yes, kryptonite. Yeah, and I just love the feeling of being there. And I think also because I don't speak French, I love exploring the city, but it's really nice having people that like recognize you and because I literally have just always stayed there. And because I, lo- I always want like a cheers vibe. I want like to feel like everybody knows my name and we're all comfy. <laughs> and like, so I, I love going to Grand Amour and their bar and restaurant is just really cute. Where's that place that we've gone to a couple times? For food or drinks? For drinks and food that had that macaron that was like a blood sausage one. Avant Comtois, there's La Mer and La Terre, that one, yeah, in the sixth. That place is, both of them are great. What else? I mean, honestly, just it's such a city of exploring and like popping in. I, I was having a conversation with Jane, my girlfriend recently, that it is funny that like every corner there's bistros and they all like, there's a lot of things that are similar about them. But then you kind of find the ones that like actually are the best. Like there are some that mm-hmm. just aren't as good. And if you're going to be in Paris, like why not eat the best food and drink the best wine possible since it's everywhere. But I just like just running in and you try that. You're like, oh, this was good. This wasn't good. Let's like go to the next place. There's just so thank God you walk so much because it's just butter <laughs> and bread. I bread mean, is tell my me about it. Bread is and orange wine are my kryptonite. So a place that I went to, not this trip, but one before was, and it, it was funny because it was, everyone in there was American, but I still stand by it. I had a beautiful meal at Septine. And I will say that- It's amazing. I think it's funny because LA is so expensive. Like all of a sudden it really has like just doubled down where a glass of wine is $22, a salad is $20. So it's like, to go and have a meal like that, and I think it was like a hundred euro a person, which again is like an extra. It was like a nice night out, is crazy. That would be a three hundred dollar per person meal in Los Angeles, <laughs> minus the wine. <laughs> yeah, minus the wine. It's almost like it's funny. I'm like not trusting when I'm like, wait, this latte is only two euro. Like, what's wrong with it? It's like that our minds have been warped by capitalism, where you're like, surely something's wrong with this. Or this <laughs> glass of wine, three to seven euro is like pretty standard. And that is just something that I love about Paris is like you can just walk around and have good food and bread and charcuterie and all of those things. I would love some greens that aren't cooked in butter in the LA of me, (laughs) but I'll still eat them. They're delicious. I think that that's actually one of the unfortunate things for travelers because the produce is like the best lettuce you've ever had. But when you're in a hotel, that's almost like, I think, I don't know confirmation on this, but I think it's part of the reason that you're not seeing as many super, just sort of like plain big greensy things because- Parisians get them at their marché like a couple times a week and it's super fresh from the farm and they're eating healthy at home the rest of the time. So when they're out, they kind of, you know, 
would like something that they're not making at home, but it is actually such a loss for Angelinos specifically because I like what I wish I could share that. Oh, I know. I know. I do absolutely think that it's like you're eating more plainly at home or you're just kind of grabbing like this peach or this thing while you're walking and then you're going to just like have a meal. So yeah, I totally agree that the produce, you can see it when you're just walking down the street. It all looks amazing. And you're like, I wish I could cook that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Grand doesn't have like a built-in no, kitchen. not for like you. a shared kitchen. Yeah. Just for, but all that aside, there's just every place you go is amazing. It's a nice quality of life feeling and a very yeah. vibrant, walkable city. So I wanted to ask you, um, you mentioned your girlfriend, Jane, who I've met, who's great. I wanted to ask about lesbian bars, gay bars, gay scene as a visitor from LA, where we obviously have like a super dope, robust scene. Have you participated? Have you gone out? Like what's, what's your take and vibes as a visitor? Yeah, I would say it's that part has been like a little bit of a bummer where I haven't figured that part out yet. Yeah, it was funny. I was like texting my friend who's from France. I'm like, where do the lesbians go? And she's like, oh, I think they go to this one place. And it was like way out there. And I was like, all right, I don't have time to go to that. But I do think that there's like a few bars that I, I've been to one bar that said it was a lesbian bar, but it felt kind of odd. It didn't have like a vibe. I do think as I've been going more and more, I've seen more of a shift where I am starting, I'm finding the pockets where maybe they're not like a gay bar, but lots of, I would say, visibly looking gay people. Though it is funny, my, the thing that's always hard is it's like gay or European. And sometimes that's really (laughs) tough to tell the difference because they all just like look cool. Yeah. In Hollywood, sometimes I used to be like, especially on Halloween, I'd be like, Halloween or Hollywood? Yeah. I don't know. You're like, who's to say? It could be both even. So (laughs) where I say it's like the 10th, I have started to notice some of the streets. Like I'm like, okay, these are like, people are out here, but I, it hasn't been like, oh, we're going to this bar that's known as a gay bar. And then I had another friend text and be like, my friend's going like, where, how do lesbians meet each other? Are they on apps? And like asking all these questions. So I was like, I've all, I'm always there with like a girlfriend. So like, I don't know what the scene is if you're single, but that part has been a little hard. I wish that, that cause I love obviously a gay bar. So um, I need to do some better research and, and spend some more time kind of exploring in that way. Cannot confirm, but I was told that there's a bar called Dirty Lemon. Oh, okay. I'm writing it down because I'm coming back in a couple of weeks. Which is, first of all, a dope, dope name. Yeah. Like, love the name. And it's not far. It looks like it's just past Canal San Martin. I only have one last question for you, um, yeah. which is kind of how I've been ending these podcasts, which is what would you tell someone coming to Paris? Whatever it is that you feel like is like your Paris advice. Well, I would say... I invested in getting a blow dryer that works there because diffusers, it's you, if they say you can try and like swip, like have it be like the 240 or 120 or whatever it has to be, that's a lie. You just have to have a European <laughs> for hair dryers and those kinds of things because it is really tough with the voltage. Steamers, 
my steamer always goes insane if I try and plug it into one of the adapters. It just doesn't work. You know, I've had such an interesting experience with Paris because I'm always like taken care of. My colleagues are and friends that are there are always like, go here, let's go here, let's do this. So I, I, I'm almost being like taken around Paris and less of just like kind of exploring it. Which I like. I mean, I like when I go to New York and someone's like, I've made your schedule and we're going here, here. This is where we're eating. And I'm like, I take, cause I'm the planner in LA. So it's kind of nice to go somewhere and have other people plan for me. But I do think ultimately just the best part about Paris is just like wandering around and drinking wine and eating food. I mean, it's, you know, it's cliched only because it's the best thing to do. Like, I just want to eat all the food there. And, you know, again, I love natural wine. I like that it's gotten hip there. What's crazy, and I think coming from LA, it's every building, which is just like a laundromat. You're like, how is this the most beautiful building I've ever seen? So just getting, you can go to all the the museums and see all of the cool stuff. But I think just walking around, the city is so beautifully designed. That alone is enough. And then you can just sit outside and have a glass of wine and look at all these buildings and all the beautiful people. It's really good people watching. It's very charmed. I'm very charmed by Paris. I know that some Parisians probably think we all have like a romantic viewpoint, but I kind of think it's because it's true. Go, I feel you. Yeah. It's the sun <laughs> setting on the like the houseman buildings with yeah. the grating and the plants. And you're like, Oh my God, Paris. (laughs) I'm dead. Yeah. If you're enjoying this episode of Music Around Paris, you may also be interested in our sister podcast, Romancing in Paris, where Lily will help you find the most romantic spots here. Molly on a trip, Music Around Paris. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. And now back to Molly on a trip, Music Around Paris. And maybe bring an umbrella because you never know. It just randomly (laughs) rains. And again, back to curls. My curls can't hang in the rain. So I got to be prepared for all the weather. Any day in Paris, almost sunglasses and an umbrella. Because if you think it's going to rain all day, it's going to shine on you. Yeah. And if you think it's sunny, you're going to get wet. So I just always bring both. Yeah. Yeah. You got to like pack for the day. But don't wear a backpack. Have like a cute bag because you're in France. Yeah. Yeah. You have to still be (laughs) shaking. My truly one of like the greatest joys in life is when someone just starts speaking French to me. Then the minute I open my mouth, I'm like, I, that's, they see the panic in my eyes. They're like, oh no, she doesn't. She doesn't. (laughs) I know the panic look. It's real. They just, it's like, it's so fast too. I know that people think Americans speak really quickly, but I think the way that French flows, words, things are getting dropped off. It just becomes like one giant word. (laughs) it's a goal i i will learn french one day yeah same yeah (laughs) our other goal is going to be to continue to eat our way through paris when you're in town so yeah i'm just doing research for you really is that's why i'm here i well i have your google doc i've given it to other people it's like the longest list of restaurants i know uh well thank you for hanging and i am looking forward to seeing you Next time, next time. Yeah. In Paris and in LA. I'm sure I'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for being here today. Hope you enjoyed the chat on Molly on a Trip, Music Around Paris. Please check out the other great podcasts on the Paris Underground Radio Network. 
If you have a second also, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. It does actually help. And if you want to find me, I'm at Molly on a Trip on Instagram. And I'd love to chat about music and food and wine and everything Paris. And I'm also super happy to hear suggestions for future guests. Thanks. Molly on a Trip, Music Around Paris was produced by Jennifer Garrity, the Paris Underground Radio Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.